right, good afternoon, morning, or evening, everyone, wherever you are, what time it is. This is Howard Sapp with Now You Know, and we're coming here just going to be talking about a few things today. We're actually going to talk about one subject, one topic. I was going to say, you know what time it is? <laughs> yeah, really. It's indictment time. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about, you know, so we're going to talk about uh, your boy, Donald Trump, you know, so this is Howard Sapp. We're going to talk and, and welcoming uh, Dr. Cindy Banier, who's here with us, and we're just going to kind of you know, chew a little bit of fat a little bit and, and you know, see how uh, how it goes. But uh, just to bring everybody up to speed on what's happening, how it's happening and try and give a little bit of clarity, you know, on what, you know, what all of this kind of means and the potential. Now, what happens? Of course, that's a different story, you we'll know, see. but we'll see what happens, you know. So welcome in Dr. Cindy Banier. So give it up for Dr. Cindy Banier. And Howard Zapp. That's right. Yes. We are... Uh... Yeah. The Southwest Florida Dream Team. There you go. Um, yes, yes, yes. We will. Yes. But yeah, it's uh, it's kind of weird thinking about this in terms of history, right? Like mm -hmm. this is history happening it is. as it really is. in our midst. It is. You know, and, and the funny thing, one of the funny things to me about it is, you know, a lot of times you see it and one in particular, uh, well, not one in particular, it's a few, you know, but everyone, you know, says that, you know, why, you know, when... Uh, talking about the indictment of Donald Trump, you know, and how, you know, why are you picking on him and, and this, and, you know, and it's like, you know, he's a, you know, former president of the United States. And, you know, this is, you know, the first time that has ever happened. And the, the crazy thing about it is everything that he's doing is a, the, the first time that, that, that a lot of this has happened, you know? So why are you saying, why are you doing it to Donald Trump? This is the first time the former president of the United States, but the former president of the United States is acting like, a, such a, a butthole, you know. I mean, and that's you know, not what I want to go to clean, you know. But as the former president of the United States, how many other former presidents have acted in this manner? Yeah, the you answer know? is none. Uh, exactly. <laughs> no one's picking on Donald Trump. Um, Donald right. Trump stole state secrets right. and put exactly. them in boxes in his bathroom. That's yeah. I mean in the bathroom, you know, in the shower. It's like, dude, you knew you had this stuff, you know, mm -hmm. because you meticulously, you know, placed it in places that wasn't just a, an obscure place. You know, it's, oh, I didn't know that it was there in this box of papers or whatever. You know, here's a box of stuff that I put in the garage or a box of things that I put in storage or something like that. No, you took these boxes and put them in places to where normally normal people don't really store things. Yeah, right. No, I'm not storing like boxes of papers in the shower. I mean, right. I mean, really, mm -hmm. this is what this is how you and your shower, you know, this is what you do in the shower. You but mm -hmm. but that's and he that's knew. He knew that. what they were. It was purposeful. Right. There and, you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's yeah. on tape. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's like, well, I, you know, I couldn't declassify but I can't now and that, that type thing. So it's it's really ironic how a lot of people you know, and of course, you know, the Republicans um, would want to say, you know, how it is such, you know, an atrocity for America, DOJ, to kind of place him in this particular position, but it's not them. And, and that's the, one of the biggest things. The history of, like you said, the history of America is not to where the majority of the presidents or any of the other, you know, former presidents have acted in a manner such as this. So why are they really acting or questioning or 
how, just because of the fact that he's a former president doesn't mean that he's still beyond the law. And that's why I think that he wants to continue to be, you know, beyond the law, you know, beyond, you know, someone that can touch him or beyond where he's held accountable for the actions in which, in which he performs. So it's, it makes right. no sense at all. Yeah. Well, and that's that's what this is. No other president in history has stolen state secrets. Right. No other president in history has unloaded hundreds of boxes to their personal residence, knowing full well what was in those documents. Exactly. And this exactly. is this is unprecedented. And I will go ahead and agree with those people and say, yeah, this is terrible for America. This mm -hmm. is horrible that we had a president who thought himself so thoroughly above the law that mm -hmm. this was acceptable. Exactly. Exactly. And and, and that's the thing. It's I, I was listening to well, I was uh, my, my mother-in-law was listening to CNN and this one I did not catch his name. But certainly, you know, a Republican Donald Trump supporter, you know, was really going off and, and saying, well, you know, with Jim Jordan. Yeah, okay, that's who it was. It's Jim Jordan. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, really He's been trending. Off. Yeah, yes. Because nobody can believe the bullshit and, that he was shoveling. I'm sorry. Really, I mean, <laughs> he was going off and just talking about, well, you know, Hillary Clinton piece and the Joe Biden piece and, uh, you know, the, the Pence piece. And, it's, and, and everyone was trying to say, but they didn't, even though they were found with documents. The cooperation of which they gave, you know, not trying to hide, not trying to get around anything. You know, you're you guys, are, you know, have my entire um, you have my cooperation. You know, I'm not trying to be beyond anything. This is where, you know, they came. That, that's a place that they came from. But with this one Donald Trump, he would like, no, I don't have anything. You can't do this. I'm not going to be cooperative. I'm not going to do this. I'm really getting trying to, you know, be beyond these things. And that's where they're saying that the difference is in these scenarios and situations. It's the fact that, yes, the people may have had the information. And I'm not saying that no other president has had documentation at their home or anything like that. But at least for those that have been named, have been very cooperative with DOJ and, and, and others that have been coming in and saying, you know, we need to have this. We need to look in this place. We need to look at that place. They're saying, fine, go ahead. We don't have a problem with that. You know, so, you know, they have been very cooperative. But Donald Trump, it's, it, it's a totally different story. Totally and I was going to say, so I think it's, it should be important for us to rec remind people what, what's the parameters here, too. So mm -hmm. one, we have a, a protocol that mm -hmm. presidents and anybody who has top secret clearance and access to classified information, they, that they have to follow. Right. Here's the document. This is what I do with it. This is how I return it or destroy mm -hmm. it or whatever. There's a mm -hmm. protocol. And especially for presidents, because all of their information belongs to the National Archives. Right. Exactly. So and that's for our country's history. Right. Mm -hmm. That's why. And anything that's classified needs to be protected. Right. Um, I will say that it should be noted that in the government, a lot of the agencies will classify things because then it seems important and it's more likely to be read. So sometimes there's like right. some institutional fudging. So there's something that's different between like, oh, this is classified. It's a briefing versus this is nuclear secrets, but right. it should be noted. We had nuclear secrets too. I know, right? <laughs> yes. Which yes. actually has another process that is guided by the department of energy. Mm -hmm. Right. So these are, uh, 
very defined processes. It is not the president in a magic wand that he can just declassify anything. This is our institutional knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. And the United States is not an entity that belongs to the president. The United Mm -hmm. States belongs to the people people. and the people have set up processes and checks and safeguards so that we cannot be run and ruled by a one man show. And that's on purpose. And so we do have this. And yes, we have never had another president who has flagrantly disregarded these rules. And when questioned on it, has not complied. And yes, Joe Biden and Mike Pence and several other people have had classified documents mixed in with their documents Mm -hmm. and they immediately returned them once they were found. Right. So that's the difference. Exactly. You know, and it, and it, 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 it's funny because, um, you know, back in my, my former life, you know, working for the, um, the FAA, you know, I, I work with, you know, top secret documents, you know, so I had a clearance and, you know, all the, the, the whole nine and, you know, I never went home with it. You know, I didn't, you know, take it home and put it in a briefcase, you know, and put it on my pillow or anything like that, you know, but like you say, there is always protocol, you know, as far as how to handle, you know, certain documentations and when it's classified, um, it could be secret, top secret, you know, it could be, you know, whatever it is, right. those things that there's always protocol and there's always been protocol and there has been protocol because of the fact that I, I did work at, you know, to where, you know, at Andrews Air Force Base, where the president, you know, keep his, you know, so, um, you know, being in management and, and looking at that particular st- uh, type, those particular type of things, um, a lot of documentation came through. So you're working with the Secret Service, you're working with, um, again, you know, the, the president's coming in, you're working with the military. So all of so, so you, you do tend to get, you know, some of those, some of that documentation coming in. And there's always been, you know, a protocol as far as how to handle that particular or those yep. particular items, even if it's just a sheet of paper, you know, based on what's on that sheet of paper, you know, that's where the protocol comes in, you know, so it's always been there. So being familiar with the process, you know, it's, it, it really baffles me. And, and I'm sure, you know, that, that Congress and the Republicans and everyone else that wants to now say that this is such, you know, uh, an unprecedented action, you know, and unprecedented steps taken towards a member or, you know, a former president, it's, it's really, you know, really kind of asinine because of the fact that he's the one that said when Hillary Clinton was there, you know, I'm going to come in and we are going to put in place, you know, how to handle really secret, you know, top secret, you know, documentation and that type of thing. You're really going to put the kibosh and the lock on those things. But then you're found with this type of stuff and trying to then get away with, but what about the statements that you said before? You know, and that's, I mean, so, so you, you, for, for right. one side of your mouth, you say one thing and then on the other side of your mouth, you say something else, you know, and it's just such the hypocrisy, you know, that they tend to continue to push forward that people still buy into, you know, a lot of the nonsense, you know, which makes right. no sense at all. Yeah. And so what's funny about this as well is that so because of that bluster that Trump had during his 2016 campaign talking about Hillary Clinton's emails, Mm -hmm. the law was changed to make the penalty more severe. Right. If you break it. So he's actually (laughs) going to face the consequences of that because he was the one that was really doing it. Let's also be clear about Hillary Clinton's emails. And 
this had to do with the server that she used she was secretary of state which by the way was a common practice even colin powell had done this because there were issues with connectivity Mm -hmm. okay and so some of the information was not transferred back onto the secured servers and so those were missing right Right. Thirty-five thousand emails or something like that it has never been there has never been any evidence that within that missing piece of information there Mm -hmm. was anything that was of national security concern or top secret classified documents okay Mm -hmm. there may have been some other type of classification and secured communications but nothing that threatened our national security there had never been any evidence of that whatsoever but it was a lie it was a narrative that was Mm -hmm. perpetuated to get people riled up against hillary clinton right exactly exactly so yeah. and 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 so I just want everybody to kind of be you know because there is a whole but this what about ism it uh, is a <laughs> very common it's a defense mechanism it's it a, it's a pivot that's all it is. and that's all it is and mm-hmm. and this is all these talking heads and these surrogates of which our congressman is one by the way yeah. yes. who've been out there on the media talking up and howing oh we we got to stand with Trump ridiculousness I know, I know. but it's when they're purely lying and i think that's what's always bothered me about the hillary clinton email <laughs> thing is it was proven to be a nothing burger it was a nothing right. burger like right. it was just something to keep battering back on her and and it was never a real risk right it was mm-hmm. never a real problem and frankly if it was every democrat would have said fine take her right oh yeah they, they would have they, they would have they would have, they would have shoved her up to the wolves you know they, they would have just democrats they, are very know, different they folks would have, they would have served her up on the silver platter that, yeah we would have been like bye look what we did to poor al franken you know um but yeah so that's it you know there's a very different standard with democrats so if she, if there was an inkling that she had had impropriety there she would have been out but the, the truth of the matter was is that was not the case and right. very different here with the situation with donald trump mm-hmm. and it's very disgusting to see sitting congressman of which jim jordan is mm-hmm. go on cnn and repeat lies right that mm-hmm. he could uh declassify that information and that is simply untrue it's, it's untrue. untrue it is you know and one, one of the things not to cut you off but one of the things that really um kind of sticks out you know and like you said and, and we can go you know congressman after congressman after congressman after congressman and even you know some uh, the republican uh, reporters after reporter after reporter after reporter you know they one of the things that you hear all the time or have heard you know, so frequently in this situation, it says, well, you know, the Democrats are weaponizing the DOJ, you know, and everybody is saying this and they're saying the exact same thing. And this is one of the things that I think you and I have talked about before, you know, that, you know, in in the Republican camp and how they kind of train and 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 really instill in everyone that they talk to, all of the people, all of their politicians. You're going to say the same thing. You're going to say the same thing. You're going to say the same thing. And every one of them, you're just weaponizing the DOJ. You're weaponizing the DOJ. You're weaponizing the DOJ. Really, dude? But but you're talking about the former president that put so many other judges and his cronies in positions. And now this is the DOJ that you're weaponizing. The one uh, basically a lot of 
offices and positions that Donald Trump put people in. Right. But right. you're weaponizing that against him. So it's it, it's really crazy and how they look at things and how they so soon forget how things were set up and who set those things up. You know, it, it amazes me. Right. And that's why we're here saying this. So let's clarify a couple other things there. The the FBI director was appointed by Trump. Thank, thank you. <laughs> okay. Yes. The judge overseeing the case in Miami, appointed by yes, Trump. Yes. <laughs> and the special counsel, which was appointed by uh, Merrick Garland to separate out from the political interference as a registered mm -hmm. independent, okay, and is somebody who is very well respected within the industry and was appointed as a special counsel to avoid the politicization yes. and any sort of connection between politics and Joe Biden. That's yes. the other thing mm -hmm. that's really made me upset about the rhetoric around this is people saying that it was Joe Biden. And our Congressman Byron Donalds had said this, Joe Biden, Joe Biden. right? and the DOJ are the ones mm -hmm. who are doing this. And that is simply not true. Not true. Not true. At all. I know. And I agree. And, and that's what I'm saying. That's why it's, you know, when they push these things out and when they, you know, let all of this information out or try and explain this information and and push everybody to believe or want everybody to believe you know this is how it is it's all political it's just a political act a political scheme you know um they they say all of these things just to keep everyone from knowing basically the truth that this is has nothing to do with uh, a political stance no one's weaponizing the doj this is something that uh the what, the 37, yeah, I think 37 indictments that's going against him now uh, are, are things that he did. Yep. And it was a grand jury. So it was 37 right. charges mm -hmm. of federal crimes, including those under the Espionage Act, mm -hmm. including not cooperating with the investigation, as well as taking national security interests, <laughs> right? Um, that's the Espionage Act, right? Right. Mm -hmm. uh, Trying to keep these things uh, safe is the job of the national, the federal government, exactly. and um, yeah, and it was a it was a grand jury that decided on this. So it was not just even Jack Smith, the independent counsel, oh, the right? Independent counsel, yes, it wasn't him or the special counsel. It was a grand jury that decided that there was enough evidence. The preponderance mm -hmm. of evidence was there, there to go know. to trial. The, other thing that's really important to think about is what the day the DOJ actually will go to prosecution with. Mm -hmm. They do not take to trial. They will not go this far unless they have basically a sure thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you can feel confident that the case against Donald Trump is extremely strong. Oh, definitely. And you can also know that because all of Donald Trump's attorneys have quit. See? <laughs> he has no attorneys, including nobody who is uh, allowed to practice in the state of Florida that's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that has experience with federal prosecutions, right? Mm -hmm. um, there, he is currently does not have an attorney. Uh, which will be interesting when he is actually arraigned, which is scheduled right. for tomorrow. Right. We're recording this on Monday, June 12th, and right. this will air tomorrow when he's expected to be arraigned in Miami, not too far from where we are. Mm -hmm. But one of the questions and things that is going around on Twitter in particular is, so does he get like 
a public defender then. <laughs> what happens if no one in the state of Florida will take his case, which it looks like yeah, might happen, yeah. and how it might actually, he may be arraigned or, or arrested, but not arraigned tomorrow mm -hmm. because he doesn't have an attorney on record. Yes, yeah, and, and it's crazy, you know, because, you know, I was looking at um, a lot of the things that he, well, just looking at the case and looking at the, the charges and then looking at the potential for, you know, what they actually hold or the potential for what he could actually be served with as far as uh, his consequences and if he can go to jail and going to jail for how long. And and I know that, and then it's, it is stated, it's stated that it can be, I mean, basically from A to Z, you know, there's so many different routes that it can go. He could, you know, to some type of no probation yeah probation <laughs> to some type of jail time to 20 years on some of them i saw yeah as i was going to say up to 400 years that he could serve so i mean it's such a wide wide um umbrella that could, he could really that that's in play right now so you never know what's going to happen however the thing is all of that's going to be pretty much contingent upon the judge and how they you know determine what they're going to do but Nonetheless, it's still, and my thing is, and here's why I really would want them to really push the point that when they do find, because I think on the last, the last time he, you know, got arraigned and, and got indicted, they did not necessarily say he was guilty of anything, but, you know, they did say that this happened, but they didn't necessarily say he was guilty. And my thing is, if you're going to do it, and it, even if he does not serve the time, at least yeah. state, look, that he is guilty of X, Y, Z, you know, and then kind of go from there. And that's why so, I don't necessarily say that. A lot of the legal analysts that have been looking at this are comparing, because this is now Trump's second indictment. Since exactly, yes. yes. The first federal indictment, the, the previous one had been in New York State and was mm -hmm. related to the hush money that had been paid to right, foreign to, actress exactly. right. Daniels. Right. That was a violation of um, F FEC, Federal Elections Commission, mm -hmm. because it was, you know, campaign. Now, keeping in mind the lawyer, Michael Cohen, that was involved in this had already done federal prison time in relation to this for this allegation. And he, Donald Trump was named potentially as whatever person won or something like that right. in that case. So the the there's a novel piece of legal maneuvering that they're using in the state of new york's case because there's some question of jurisdiction mm -hmm. as to whether or not that can be tried in new york so they're in trying this kind of like hey can we do it they're going to give it a try they think they have a solid case what the legal analysts are saying about this federal indictment mm -hmm. is that it's solid and it's narrow and that means that they've focused in on what they have 100% solid evidence for. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they have photographs and testimony. Apparently, they will also, they got a, an arranged plea deal with Mark Meadows, who had been his chief of staff. Mm -hmm. um, so probably going to get some pretty solid evidence from there. And additionally, there was the... Um, tapes right where oh, he's wow. oh yes yeah right? yeah that this is top secret and he knows that he can't declassify it so 
when it comes to this type of case, having it be very narrow is important because what this case really says is that he took the information, he knew he wasn't supposed to have it, and then he didn't give it back. And that's it. And that's it. Now, there are broader implications of all of that, right? There's a much bigger picture in terms of like, who saw that information? What mm-hmm. types of national security breaches could there have been? What are the other consequences between our our allies and our own military, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What, who, did he take any money for them? What happened? Are there anything missing? Okay, those are questions not being addressed by this indictment. All right. this indictment is proving and that they believe that they have very solid evidence to prove. He took the information. He knew it was classified. He didn't give it back. That's it. That, that's it. And, and, that, and that's the thing that that's really going to push and press. And I think, like you say, that it's very solid because without a doubt, with the tapes that they have, he's pretty much confessing or, you know, pretty much implicating himself that, right. yeah, I took it. You know, I didn't declassify it. No, I can't declassify it. So you you knew that it was classified. a reporter of all things, too. I know, right? I mean, ridiculous. Dude, really? And it was just the fact that all of these things happened. You knew that you knew you were wrong. And then again, going back to the point that they were saying, you didn't want to cooperate. You wanted to try and hide it. You wanted to try and keep it. And it it, it just makes no sense. And here's uh, and just for me thinking about when when they came to Mar-a-Lago the first time and they got all the information. Now they had to come back a second time because, so it's like, dude, you knew that you still had documentation. Right. So you, you had so much documentation. It's like when you look at a drug deal. Okay. Well, you got one gram, you got two grams or you got a kilo or something like that. Okay. You know, they come in, they get this kilo and they take you to, they take you to jail and they do whatever. But just from that one kilo, dude, you had about another hundred kilos stored up somewhere else. So it's like, right. you, you knew this. And, and that's the biggest thing that when you're doing wrong and you know that you're doing wrong and you continue to try and cover it up and cover it up and cover it up and cover it up. But then people want to say and feel sorry now for him because of the fact that he got caught with this can in a cookie jar, basically. And he's, you know, how can you treat him this way? Because he was a former president, but regardless of that, even as a former president, what's the problem of saying I was wrong, give the information back and go from there. But you're going they to clearly had other intentions for it too, yeah, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's the thing too. Yeah. This is not just like, oops, I forgot a box. It's he kept it. It was intentional. Mm-hmm. Now let's loop in on that, okay? Because that's the other part of the story. And everybody who's who's bending over backwards to you know protect him right now is on the wrong side of history. Because mm-hmm. I feel bad for America. I don't feel bad for Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump is acting for himself. And that's always been the case. Totally. totally. And there's, and I'm going to throw it out there and I'm going to keep talking about it until all the truth comes out. But here's the thing. And if you don't believe me, read the book called Hiding in Plain Sight by Sarah Kenzier. Okay. And Mm -hmm. this is about the long-term connections that Trump has to organized crime in Russia. Mm-hmm. And and former, you know, other types of organized crime in New York and his time there, but how right. he actually really shifted allegiances to 
the Russian crime networks. Okay. Mm -hmm. His, his properties across the country have been used potentially for money laundering Mm -hmm. uh, for the Russian mafia. Okay. And he has been, had connections there very strongly. He held the Miss Universe pageant in, in right, Moscow. Right. Yes, okay. yes, yes, um, yes. So this is not a secret, okay? It's very well out there. In fact, because of these international ties, these this is part of the reason why his daughter, Ivanka, and her husband, Jared Kushner, were not allowed the highest level of security clearance security. because mm-hmm. they had such strong connections with international folks who are known for, you know, espionage yes, and stealing yes. secrets and mm-hmm. things like that and crime. So that's the the reality of what we're dealing with here. So yeah, we don't know where those were going to go. Were they going to play off past debts? Was this part of the plot to begin with? We really mm-hmm. have no idea. That's true. But that's true. these connections are real. Mm-hmm. It's time for Americans to wake up and realize that we have been a victim of foreign influence. It's not collusion. Let me be clear because it's where all the Republicans jumped on the Mueller report proved that there wasn't collusion. There wasn't collusion because Donald Trump is a moron and they can't collude (laughs) with him. Okay. This is a fact, right? But he's a useful idiot and he's a self-interested person. Okay. So the, the, the Russian oligarchs are more than happy to pump money in and around him. Mm -hmm. They're more than happy to bankroll trolls online to support the American population being confused and misguided about what's happening. And that's also demonstrable too. There's numerous national security reports that prove and look to the fact that Russia is influencing Americans online. They are a big, they've been bankrolling the election lie guys. If you don't know that it's time to wise up. I, you know, I, you can listen to me, but you can go ahead and find, go pull those national security reports. It's right there. Okay. Yes. yes. Um, and we have to be aware of what has happened to us. Mm-hmm. And that is that we have people who are self-interested in this country who would love to set up an oligarch type of situation, just like they did in post-Soviet Russia, where mm-hmm. we're selling off the American government for parts. That's why people like Byron Donaldson have been involved in the privatization and the complete destruction of our education system is because they got companies that are ready to swoop in and make money for themselves. Yes. Once we have pulled out the, the structure under the public mm-hmm. infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's so this is what's happening. We need to be recognize it and we need to start fighting back. And part of that is shows like this. Now, you know, mm-hmm. to give you the information so that you are not just being manipulated by this because at this point in time anybody who's standing with trump is standing for themselves or standing on a lie that's true that 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 is so true you know and just like you say you know and 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 trump is going to continue to be for himself i mean until you know so i don't care um he could go and do whatever whatever it is whatever venture whatever um aspirations he may have or something like that it's going to be for him. You know, if people think that Trump cares about them, I mean, they are truly, truly mistaken and misguided and their eyes are totally, totally blind, you know, and kind of waxed and glazed over because, you know, from Listen, day Trump one- Trump would disown his own kids. Let's be real. Right, right. that's what I'm saying. From, from, from day one, you know, it's been to where he has been for him, you know, right. and he would put anybody you know, under the bus, you know, at any point in any time, if it, 
if it goes Certainly. to where it's going to go against him and if you don't agree with him and if it's not going to uh, basically make benefit him in any kind of way if it if, if if he's not coming out on top or at least in some kind of way going to benefit it, it, he's not in it so he's always been for himself and he's shown that time and time again uh he goes i know it, it's just like that that movie when you look at um madagascar and when no i mean lion king when you look at lion king and and lion king when uh scar you know was telling you know you know, well, you know, I didn't do this. It was the hyenas, the hyenas, you know, and it was their fault and they made me do it and they did this. You know, he said, okay. But then when he fell down and then the hyenas heard that, they said, oh, now all of a sudden, you know, you want to say, you want to put us under the bus. That's how Trump is. He's going to say this. I'm hoping for that moment, aren't we? <laughs> Where everybody turns on him. But unfortunately, I, I had hoped that with these criminal indictments, with um, with January 6th, you know, with like, you know, inciting an insurrection, um, with undermining our democracy, that there would have been more Republicans that would turn away from him. Oh, I, I, I hope, yes. We have a huge problem here. And that there are so many Republicans that are either personally self-interested, and I think, frankly, that's the case that we get with our congressman, Byron Donald. Mm -hmm. I think that he's just, hey, it, he's he's on the short list for VP. Why yeah. not, right? Yeah. Um, and so he's looking at his next rung. Mm -hmm. There are other people who want the, you know, the fundraising gravy train, right? Because um, that's it's making a lot of money because he's got a lot of people whipped up. I wish that there were more people in the Republican Party that were standing up. Because the more people that are following Trump and the more people that are believing him, the more at peril our entire democracy is. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel, I feel sad and ashamed. I was talking no. about that too on no. our other podcast here at Big Mouth Media. A, a Democrat and a Republican walk into a bar. Mm -hmm. I am not happy about this. People, you know, no. the, the Republicans like to paint the Democrats as like what Trump derangement syndrome and all this kind of right. stuff. Like, like we're happy to see this. No, the point is, is many Democrats saw this coming. They knew mm -hmm. who anybody who was alive during the eighties should know what type of person Trump was. Cause he was yes. just a tabloid loser. Yes, okay. Yes. Um, and they knew it was coming and they were worried about it. I'm not, I don't have Trump derangement syndrome. And it's so much that I see the damage that he has caused and is causing. And I am sad and scared and worried about where we go from here. And mm -hmm. as we'll see tomorrow when this episode airs and he's arraigned, arrested at 3 p.m. tomorrow in Miami, there are calls for violence there. The city of Miami currently outside the federal courthouse is mm -hmm. fortifying that and they're gonna be releasing their security plan because there's been talk online of the Proud Boys and other supporters right, of Donald right. Trump coming mm -hmm. with the intention of violence to the city of Miami. And that should scare all Americans. I know, and 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 like you say, that's the bad part about it is the fact that you know you know this, and you know the type of activity, the person, the intent. You you know all of this. You know from a Republican standpoint, you know all of this, but yet and still, you still back, you still support, you still press. You're you're afraid to say because of the fact you know that I believe it's going to affect you in some kind of way politically. And right. and you're you don't want your political 
you know, tenure to be ended or to in any kind of way be tarnished or uh, cut short or something like that. But you're going to, so you, it's basically where you're selling your soul to the devil. You know, Absolutely. just because of the fact that, you know, you don't want to say anything, you don't want to stand up for yourself. And that's a thing that really irks me. And that's a thing that I really believe that, you know, that one of the big differences, you know, between a Republican and Democrat is the fact that a lot of Democrats are, even if I don't necessarily agree with another Democrat or something like, or if I don't agree with them, I'm not going to say, look, you know, let's do this basically for, you know, party before country or something like that. If it's wrong, it's wrong, plain and simple, you know, and that's the way that we look at it. And, and that's, you know, I know for, for, for you, the character that you exude and exhibit, you know, and the same with me, if it's wrong, it's wrong, you know, and I'm right. not going to stand here and say, and I've told even, and, 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 and I don't just say this here, but that's something that, that, that I live by because I will tell, my daughter, my nephews, or anybody like that, I said, I would support you 100% with whatever you want to do. And however it is, I'll fight for you. I'll stick up for you. But if you're wrong, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. And I'm not going to support you in your error. Whether you like it or not, whether you're family or not, it doesn't matter. If you're wrong, I'm going to say you're wrong. And we'll work out whatever we need to work out from that standpoint. Don't. I'm not going to throw you out to the, you know, to the wolves, but I'm going to let you know that, look, you're wrong. And I'm not going to support that, you know, and then we'll go from there. And that's why I feel that a lot of Republicans have really, like I said, basically just sold their soul. They see the error. They see the wrong. They see all of this. But yet and still, they still want to support just because of the fact that they feel as though it's going to affect them in some kind of way, politically, negatively. And so you, yep. you basically just, again, you know, your politics, you know, your position, your party over the country when you're supposed to be the one that's saying, I'm going to fight for the country, you know, we the people, I'm going to give, you know, fight, you know, foreign and domestic and all of that. Where's where's all of that? You know, where where is all of that? And, and so the integrity, you know, of the system in a lot of senses, the integrity of the system, or at least it, and the integrity of the party has really gone, you know, south. And I really, really like you. I'm upset. I'm very upset. I feel bad for America in a lot of senses because of the fact that that is where I look at and where I see the country and, and, and how it fights against itself, you know, and so many, and, and yes, it's still a great country, but the country fights against itself and it makes itself look bad because of that very reason it fights against itself. And whether or not it's winning or losing a battle, nobody really knows at this point. I was going to say, let's make America great again by putting Donald Trump in jail. There you, <laughs> there you go. And you I hope in, I like I'm 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 happy that our our justice system, you know, was able to gather the information and was able to put it out and mm -hmm. you know get the arraignment. I'm looking forward to conviction mm -hmm. and looking forward to consequences. And I hope that there's complete follow through on all of that. I truly believe that's the only way that we're going to save this country. I agree. I totally agree. We we have to, as a country, begin to stand up and begin to, again, make common sense or or make common sense decisions. You know, without this without this nonsense activity going on, let's make common sense decisions. Let's have real conversation. Let's have real dialogue. Let's be able to express and work things out the way that it needs to be worked out. I really get upset every time when I work for the federal government and they come and we can't. You know, we can't come to a budget. We can't agree on a budget, but this is your job. 
This is what you guys are there for. This is yeah. regardless of what aisle, what what side of the aisle you sit on. This is what you guys are there for. You're there to run the country and make sure that everything is handled the way that it's supposed to be handled. If you're handling your business, your financial business at home, the way that you handle the financial business at the country, we're all at a loss. We're, we're all doomed. And when you have so many people that's there and no one can come to some kind of consensus, we have issues. You know, but we need to be able to sit down and make sure that we do things the way that we need to do things that's going to be or benefit, you know, the country, benefit those that are in need, you know, help those and, and stop, well, just like politicizing everything. And that's basically what they do. They politicize. They, 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 they'll, they'll take, they'll take just behind you, they'll take those, um, the, they'll take those uh, things that's, that's hanging up, you know, that arts and craft and, and well, I don't like it because it's circle. Well, it shouldn't be a square. It shouldn't be a mirror in it. Well, we need a mirror in it. Really, it should be brown, and it should it should be uh, you know plastic. And it should, well, it should be plaster. Well, I like the wicker. You know, they can't they can't decide on anything or come up with any type of consensus on something. Or but hey, it is. It, that's, and they're they're not they're not making decisions for you and me. They're making no. decisions for themselves, and that's, that's, that's true. what Very needs true. to change in Tallahassee, and that's what needs to change in Washington D.C. That is so true. So here, this is your boy Howard Sapp. We have a Now You Know with Dr. Cindy Banye. We're talking about Donald Trump and the indictments and everything that's going to happen tomorrow. And we hope you guys stay tuned and, and continue to look, continue to keep yourself abreast of the things that's happening and why they're happening. So don't just take everything that you hear from the media, you know, and the news and take and us and go check us. Yeah, go check exactly. us. That, that's it. Go check us. But look, don't take it for the gospel. Let's look it up. Let, let, let's make ourselves a lot more smarter and look it up and, and see what's actually happening, why it's happening and the consequences thereof, and then kind of go from there. So, again, with Donald Trump and the things that's going on with him, this is how it's happened. Now, you know. So I'm here with Dr. Cindy Banye and uh, with uh, Big Mouth Media and Dr. Cindy Banye. Go ahead and tell us about. Uh, I was going to say, you uh, should be Big supporting us here. That's it. That's it. If you want to keep this kind of conversation alive, help us $4.99 a month or $49.99 a year helps us stay afloat. Yes. If you love our content, you can check out everything we have to offer at www.bigmouthmediafl.com. And you can get a subscription for all of our amazing shows, including our new special series from my dear friend, Dr. Karen Jackson out of North Carolina A&T called nice. Conversations on Community and Leadership. It is a project from North Carolina A&T, and it's just some amazing stories about what's going on in community development over there in our friends in North Carolina. So that's the type of content you get by supporting us here at Big Mouth Media. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Have a good one, guys.